Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Jules Oaks. Woo! Yeah, that was a high energy intro. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you back. You've done the episode. You've done one before, right? One. one. Yeah. 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 Six, and six, I six. had forgotten how uh, uh, brutalist is that? How you describe this building? Like oh, or yes, like my Cold block. War architecture? Yes. It it's, is. Uh, it's very well. Technically, I think technically this was in the West. Right? Really? Oh, wow. And the wall is actually just outside my apartment where that creek is. That was Are you the doxing wall. yourself right now? I am. A bit, I'm a bit <laughs> worried. I shouldn't give too much information about where I live. I, uh, I don't live anywhere near the wall. No, but the wall's a big area. Um, it is. It goes a long way. It, yeah, I think yes. you're okay. Yes. Um, but this is a very special uh, apartment block for sure. Um, Bennett, and it's still green outside. It's beautiful. Like the view's still beautiful. I mean, yeah. autumn has really started, and uh, and my desire to go out is uh, rapidly decreasing. <laughs> it's amazing. My desire to go out is increasing, but I want to go out to an airport and fly oh, to nice. somewhere that's warm. I'm very excited, actually. I um, I've been wanting to do this for years. Uh, is to go away like in these months like autumn to go away to like a little cabin or a little cottage in the woods and just take four days off where I am not working where I just read and sleep and uh, ideally have a partner and my my person at the moment uh, wants to do exactly the same thing so I'm gonna go for like a quiet a quiet relaxing holiday in nature for the first time in uh maybe ever or maybe i did it once with my ex-husband um for for new year's eve that's right we went away um out of interest uh, and i don't want to like accidentally um make this a um like a promotional advert for uh rouse but are you going to a cabin one of the rouse cabins what are rouse cabins sorry rouse rouse what's a rouse cabin tell me there, about a rouse cabin is this company uh i think i don't know if the, it feels like it's probably based in berlin but basically they go around to farmers and people with like big big areas of land mm-hmm. and they're like okay uh here's like a like a prefab cabin Mm -hmm. that can we like we'll just put it in your or i guess if you have the land you can like reach out to them um but essentially they just like plonk these prefab cabins Hmm. in am i giving you ideas no i think i may have have seen some on airbnb i was looking at airbnb i feel like so they have their own they have their own website okay um and they all of their cabins have like they're all in like a a, you know very secluded spots and they will have like a glass fronted um thing so like you can lie in bed and just like look out at ponies walking past and shit oh wow yeah okay are they expensive not hugely, but they are. I mean, they're tiny. They're mm. it's you know they're like sort of um, caravan size. Yeah, that's cool. I like we don't need a bunch of space. It's just like four days we'll be in bed, watching stuff, reading, and maybe like preparing basic meals mm. and going. Oh for yeah, walks, they have like so. a basic kitchen. Yeah, um, and it's very very secluded. Like a very nice spot to be completely. The only issue is um, I like the Airbnb option because I've seen on some where they're secluded because we don't neither of us have um, a driver's license so mm. we just want to be able to get to a train station and then some of these Airbnb hosts offer to pick you up and take you to the cabin and I'm like that would be perfect I don't necessarily like you can just go for big long walks and then come back and then that's okay. it like not even yeah. necessarily needing to go into a township like yeah. I like the idea of being dropped off and then did you just say township I did say township <laughs> 
We are coming to you today from the 1900s. Isn't that weird? Where do those things come from? I blame my mother. She's got her English. I mean, township sounds like there are townships in like South Africa, right? That that feels like a sort of like I don't know. Maybe it's an Australian thing. Like into the maybe township. It's, maybe it's a know. thing of like like colonizers maybe, maybe it's like a colonizers col- yeah that- maybe i don't know for me i say township because i'm thinking like it's like a little town like a, mm. a tiny like where there's like three shops so oh, it's not a town as much as it's i a mean township. in in english english we would call that a village yes true <laughs> I ne- i've never used that term because that does not exist in australia we don't refer we to don't vi- have villages we don't refer to villages no okay into into the town into the yeah maybe that's where i get it from <laughs> what i find interesting is in america like You'll often, like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe something as a village other than the village. Mm-hmm. Um, but you often hear Americans talk about, like, in, like, horror movies, like, the villagers. Like, yeah, right. Which is, like, if there are villagers, surely there has to be a village. Like, yeah, you know, just absolutely. For me, village is a purely um, European and Asian concept. Okay. okay. Interesting. Into the village. Or maybe in Africa too. Africa, Asia. I would say also South America. Basically like not Australia <laughs> and not the US. That's what I would say. Or not North not North America and not Australia. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine like a village in Canada. I mean, I suppose everywhere no. in, a, in Canada is a village, isn't it? Um, I guess, except for the main, the main cities. Yeah, I used to know someone who lived in... Um, a village. New, no, Newfoundland. <laughs> like New, somewhere in uh-huh. Newfoundland. And I remember like she she was I knew her when she was living in the UK and when she was getting ready to move back to Canada, she was I was like, oh, you know, what what's the journey look like? And uh, and she said, oh, well, I'm going to fly into such and such. And then my parents will pick me up from the airport. And then it's just an eight hour drive back home. No. I was like, the nearest airport is eight can't you can't you get on a little like crop duster thing to get closer she was like no no that's that's crazy that's like why would you it's the question is why would you live somewhere like that like i like that's so secluded that's i mean maybe that's what some people want i would assume that's what some people want i guess i guess jesus i i just couldn't do it like i just i don't understand that but i I, it's it's cool that's cool yeah that happens i mean i remember her saying that like no one in the town that she lived in (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i think she said there was like less than a hundred people maybe it was less than a hundred houses i don't know it's a tiny tiny little area that she lived in she was like no no one no one in my township uh ever locks their door and if you get like if someone breaks in and steals your stuff like your neighbors will be like oh i saw your tv at steve's house <laughs> like this no- <laughs> you never get robbed like, people just borrow things <laughs> yeah and like steve give me back my fucking tv man come on we've talked about this <laughs> yeah. how many times look which i don't like it kind of sounds like an anarchist community to me yeah, there's something right. that's interesting who I met someone who knew someone whose name was Anarchy. Interesting. Do, uh, you you don't want children, or you do want children? I can't remember this. Uh, I have. I used to be absolutely determined that I didn't want children. Mm-hmm. In recent years, I have softened my views. I think I've like processed a lot of the reasons why i didn't want Mm -hmm. i've like analyzed why i felt so strongly about not having children i feel like when people feel strongly it's because they're still really hurt about their parents behavior no comment (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
I was a hundred percent. I was very strongly against having kids in my in my mid twenties. I was still very angry at my dad, and still very and and still had a lot of problems with my mom. Actually, like my mom and I have always been close, but I I still really didn't like some things there, and um, which now have very much been processed. And same with my dad, like. This is I'm staunchly opposed to having a child with a man who doesn't who isn't sure if he wants to be a parent Hmm. that I'm staunchly opposed to because of my father. I think it's just a it's just a terrible like terrible idea Mm -hmm. Um, and also staunchly opposed to having children with a man who um, who doesn't have the emotional um, you know, strength or, or um, development to be able to talk about his feelings and to be able to communicate non-aggressively. Yeah. Uh, and and who doesn't weaponize relationships um, by yeah. like you know uh, not giving love because you've 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 hurt them some way you know whatever all of these yeah. things. But yes, okay. So you've warmed to it. I've I would I'm I am not completely opposed to it but i still feel very much like if it if it happens Mm -hmm. and it's the right like and you know the right situation Mm -hmm. um occurs for it to happen then great but yeah i would i have i have a lot of caveats i have a lot Mm -hmm. of like i don't want to be uh, like a single mom um i i mean there's, so there's two things, right? There's like there's the there's legitimate single mums, and then there are uh, women who have their actual children, and then their adult supposed spouse mm. who they have to fucking parent. Oh, okay. You know, like <laughs> what you mean by ah, you mean by there are women who well, there's a few different single mums really. There's a, a women who have chosen to have a child regardless of man, and so maybe no, 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 uh, no, no father around mm-hmm. intentionally. Then there's the women whose the father has fucked off mm-hmm. and doesn't have much in, in intention of staying around or or helping at all, or the one where like they've separated and you know they you know, don't help a lot. Or then there's the uh, have a partner and that partner is fucking useless. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but I... Uh, at the end of the day, like, I am... And this maybe this is, like, the just came back from, like, doing comedy in, in you know, other countries. I always come back being like, yeah, I need to, like, recommit and double down. And blah, blah, blah. But also mm-hmm. I think because I lost so much time when the pandemic happened like Mm -hmm, you know when mm -hmm. i i was like i was i felt like i was like moving in a really good direction i had a really good trajectory with my pre-pandemic pre-pandemic and then there was the whole like almost dying thing Mm -hmm. and and then you know that was like november 2019 and i remember coming out of hospital after that and being like yeah you had a you had a thing you had a thing yeah yeah, my liver started randomly failing Fucking and hell. they couldn't they couldn't find out why what was causing it and they were like well you might need a transplant but until we know what's fucking it up we're not gonna waste a liver on you um jesus yeah and so when when that like magically resolved itself still to this day no one's been able to explain to me like how my liver just started fixing itself. but like that's great that it did it, yep yep i'm not gonna question it i'm not I'm not gonna um complain but yeah, how, how did you? Sorry, do you mind if I ask how you found out that your liver was fucking out? Oh, I was like, I was super ill with, 
I don't know, like maybe I was patient zero of COVID in Berlin. Uh, it was <laughs> 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 what are we talking about? What? It was November 2019. So it was, it would have been very early. Would have been very early. You hadn't been uh, anywhere near. I'd been in, I'd been to New York. So I had been like Traveling. through very busy airports. Yeah. Okay. You may have passed a, a Wuhanese or. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And it was like perfectly tired it was like literally two weeks after i got back from new york um, interesting yeah we may be talking to patient zero of covid <laughs> in your sorry i'm sorry um but yeah like 20 uh, november 2019 uh i just got super super ill and i but it wasn't like classic covid symptoms or like it, classic first wave covid symptoms um, I honestly thought that at first I thought I had the flu, but then I started getting this like really, really painful stiff neck, mm-hmm. which I know because my aunt had meningitis as a baby. And so everyone on my mom's side of the family is like very preoccupied with like the symptoms of, of meningitis. meningitis, you know, okay. like it's such a sort of like, it's a bad one, huh? Really fucking bad. It kills bad. people, you know? Yeah, frequently. It, it, I mean, not, you know, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so, and, and yeah, like a stiff, painful neck is one of the, like, uh, signature symptoms of mm. meningitis. And so I... <laughs> potentially Everyone very listening irris- is like, oh no, my neck is... <laughs> like, my neck is really hurting this way, but it's because I was doing work in bed. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I went to... I went to uh, house, house arts... Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've been, which, you know, considering that I was like concerned it might be meningitis is arguably incredibly irresponsible. <laughs> just like walking around like, I think I might have this like super contagious. We but only we only have that sort of um, perspective now after COVID being like, oh, how dangerous was that for me to go to the, the GP to check if I was sick? Like, I mean, you say that. Out. Yeah. And I went to the house arts and told her the situation uh, and she gave me this little piece. She was like, it's probably not but let's send you to the hospital just in case and she gave oh, I guess me she was this. like it's probably not meningitis like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then she sends me to the hospital with this little piece of paper that says suspected meningitis now i don't know if uh you have ever walked into a hospital with a piece of paper that says suspected highly contagious deadly disease but you really get the white glove treatment That's like nice. it is like you never walked into a hospital with any piece of paper to be honest oh okay well, good for you uh, but no like seriously you jump all the cues Mm. You know, I mean, yes, they like they put a mask on. I had, I was like, they put a mask on me so fast. They were like, oh my god, put a mask on her. She's gonna kill us all. Amazing. Yeah, and they put me in like a an isolation room. Uh, they did a lumbar puncture, which to this day is yeah, I know it's. You know, I was a, I had one of those when I was a baby. When really? I really, like but you don't week, remember it. No, I Thank was like, fuck a, for that. I was like a week out of the womb. I got Oof. super sick with this virus. They didn't know what happened. What, what was happening, what, what it was, and they had to give me a lumbar puncture, which is, if you're not sure, it's when they, they extract um, fluid from your spinal cord, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, it's also called a spinal tap. A spinal because tap. Because they literally, they, they insert a very wide gauge needle between your vertebrae into your spinal canal, and then they just make you sit there while the spinal fluid goes like drip, 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 drip into a little cup. Um, yeah, and if apparently it's the most horrific pain, right? It was, yeah, 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 pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, they told me beforehand, like, hopefully we won't hit any of your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. 
horrifically scary. And then they proceeded to hit a big fucking nerve. Oh no! And and uh, you know, like you've. There's so many nerves. I mean, that's literally the fucking highway of yes, nerves. Yes. And yeah, it they 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 hit it, and you feel like there is just like a con this like nonstop electric shock going down your leg all the way to your toes, and it's just it's oh my god oh oh, oh that sounds horrific. <clears throat> yeah, it's very. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting cold tingles. Just yeah, that's um... yeah, truly, truly one of the worst, uh, worst things that anyone uh, has ever uh, that I've ever in- experienced. Um, but yes, they did that, and it came back negative. But then they to took meningitis. a load to meningitis. So it wasn't meningitis, and then they took all these bloods, and they were like, "Oh shit, your liver's failing, and you have no immune system." So then it instantly switched, and they were like, "Everybody, put a mask on. We're gonna kill her." Um, yeah. <laughs> and then they put me in a different isolation room. Um, How did they? What do you mean? And you had no immune system? Was that a pre oh, my, pre-existing my, condition? No, or? no. My white blood cell count was just like Super. through the floor. Fucking hell! And again, they had no idea what the cause was um, and they did they tested me for everything that could conceivably cause liver failure um, and it was all fine had you been like going hard on some substances <laughs> no I, I, I only ask because you know I I, I have it's like, a fair question 2019 a- I was doing everything you know? <laughs> honestly I'd had one night in New York where I'd had a couple of cocktails and a couple of beers Oh and really? That's as hard as coke. That's as hard. I was thinking you were going to be like, and there were a few lines of coke, and then I dropped a pill, and then someone <laughs> offered me some. Ca- like I was just thinking of my craziest no, night. No, 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 no. It was no. a bit of acid. Look, don't know where the acid came from. Was a bit weird. No, none of these. No, things. no, no. It was. I had. I had been living a fairly clean, sensible life. I mean, I'm. I've never been a big drinker. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. That night in New York was like the heaviest night I'd had. In a while. Oh, Jesus. So the... Yeah, I'm there was... the one that does... It, knock on wood, but like... I, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I I'm should not... be getting liver failure. In my 20s, I would have been, I would have understood it, but... Sure, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even... Yeah, that, that... 2019 was the year that afterwards I went sober for a whole year because 2019 was so epically... Yeah, that's... Yeah, sure. Yeah. But okay, okay. No. So yeah. it, was, it was nothing like that. And good, then... Good on you. I mean, sure. Like it didn't like really looking after didn't yourself. benefit me in any way, did it? For nothing. Yeah, for less than nothing. Jesus. Okay. Um, but All yeah, right. then and then and then they did um, a liver biopsy. Uh-huh. Which did they put you under for that, or are they just? Okay, so I asked them to. Yes. And they were like, "You don't need that." I hate that shit. I know, and it's so German. It's like you will suffer the pain <laughs> if, you, if you want to survive. You will endure the pain. Like it's, it is not so bad. It is yeah. not so bad. It's like, <laughs> dude, having a biopsy is fucking like it's a deeply uncomfortable. Oh yeah, and especially procedure. a biopsy of one of your internal organs yes. where they just and like so they 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 give you a they do a local anesthetic, oh, right? God, Which they come out with this needle that's like a foot long. This huge syringe of anesthetic, and then you know they go through like each layer of of viscera, oh, injecting God. a little bit of local <sighs> anesthetic. And when it gets to your liver, fun fact: your liver has a membrane around the outside of it, uh-huh. and you feel the needle pop the membrane. Oh God, that's so gross, dude. I know, I know, right? Uh- <laughs> because. 
Oh my god, because I've had one biopsy done. It was in my breast. Um, I had a cyst, and um, and like they did the biopsy. No, and it's, like, it's pretty basic as a biopsy goes. Mm-hmm. And but there was a, a screen showing me what oh, was yeah. happening, and so I could see the needle going through, <laughs> poking through, yeah. and then hitting the and seeing it whilst <laughs> feeling it. It was. Like it's still remembering that gives Mm -hmm. me cold shivers. Like it was so unsettling and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and this pain that was just like, this shouldn't be getting done to my body. Like it was that feeling. Or like if it is, if it should be getting done, I shouldn't be conscious. Yeah, I shouldn't be aware. (laughs) You shouldn't be showing me a screen. (laughs) Oh, so yes, I'm very, but I cannot, they're popping through the membrane. Oh, Oh, that's horrific. That's. But also, you know, the thing that like, and I don't think this is something unique to German doctors. I think this is a thing that is unique to all doctors. Like everybody knows that, um, Local anesthetic takes time to take effect. Yes. Everybody who has ever experienced local anesthetic knows that. Doctors are like, nah, it's fine. Like, they literally. Like, dentists leave the room for a while before they come back and deal with stuff because they really? know it takes time. Yeah. Oh, it might, uh, maybe I need to get a new dentist. My dentist here doesn't. He? No, it doesn't no. wait at all. Okay, shit. No. All right. So they, they just constantly wait for the local to take. Yeah, they just, they just like, boop, 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 pull the needle out, and then they're like, okay. And they, I remember they like poked my, my, the skin. They were like, can you feel that? And I was like, well, no, but that's the area that's had the longest. Like that's the yeah. first bit that you injected the shit into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they, they just went straight in with the, like the super same probably as they did the, the kind of needle with the like little clicker thing that just like grabs the, the bit of. Sure. I, I think I blocked it flesh. out. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wise. I I cried a lot after. Like I I was all brave, and then I got out of the room, and my husband ex husband was there, and I just broke down completely. I was just like, that was the most. <gasps> it was so horrible. But you know, I don't remember the clickingness of the needle. Yeah, I mean, I I lost my shit in the room because they did. They they went in. They got a chunk, pulled the needle out, and it was so painful and so weird. Yes, and... it's the weirdness that no one prepares you for. Like you don't realize how unnatural. And not like just yeah, disturbing that shit is yeah yeah, yeah. and especially like it's the, also the contrast of when you're surrounded by people who think it's completely fucking routine, right? And you're like, you may have done this fifty times in the past week, but have you experienced it, motherfucker? Like, yeah. have you like where is your bedside manner to go? Like, this is <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> bedside <be> manner. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Germany, Anna. Oh, regardless, man, I feel like bedside manner. It's so seldom you meet a doctor or like a medical professional who has the level of empathy like appropriate to what's happening true but i do feel like no i've had some pretty atrocious bedside manner in the uk but like but i feel like the bedside manner here was awful in a particularly hilarious way yeah. <laughs> like when they when they took the needle out and they dropped the little bit of of liver liver in the cup she like held it up and she went no this is not enough it will have to do it again and i just went <laughs> Why? And the other doctor looked at me and went, Do you want some sedative? I was like, Of course I fucking want sedative. I've been asking for sedative all fucking morning. Jesus. And so he goes away. He comes out. He goes into the other room and he comes back with a syringe. And then he looks at me and he went, Have you taken a lot of drugs in your life? And I was like, 
just assume the answer's yes. And he goes back and comes in with more <laughs> sedative, like a bigger syringe. I love it. Um, and uh, and then and they and and bef- but before he gave me the sedative, he went. I just want to make you aware that once you've had this, you're not going to remember anything that happens. I was like, I don't want to remember. This oh is not like goodness. a fucking, this is not a core moment that I'm going to look back on fondly when I'm in my like, 80s. Do you promise? <laughs> yeah. Please make that happen, motherfucker. Now. Um, and so, and they put me under and that was great. And, you know, it was done. Okay, uh, great, 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 great. Yeah. So it's, it's not asking for, so... Uh, tip for the tip for the future ask not it's like you said anesthetic okay but like and sedatives please like that's the second like like make oh sure but i ask. but i like they had like <sighs> repeatedly refused me the sedatives like Why? they were just yeah um but the other amazing moments that i had and i realized that we've been talking about this for a long time no uh, but it's fucking fascinating and i don't think i've had I don't think any of my episodes have we gone into like the horrific <laughs> details of, you know, some random fucking health scare that's, de- mm. yeah, serious. And then dealing with hospital stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, like one of the, one of the after effects of the lumbar puncture um, is that because they like, because they reduce the amount, they remove spinal fluid from mm. your spinal canal and there is your spinal canal is used to there being a set amount of fluid oh, in it interesting. so when they take a bunch out you get this like weird pressure change Ooh. in your spinal canal Ooh. which causes i can't remember what the condition is called but it, it doesn't happen all the time but basically uh this condition where unless you are lying down flat on your back like without even a pillow in the dark you feel like you're going to pass out and vomit and you have this like excruciating like like a like the most intense like pressure headache that you could ever imagine does this often happen does it does this almost always happen after a lumbar puncture or I just sometimes i think like, it's like 25 percent of the time okay. did they tell you that this was possible no they didn't tell me shit <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but but that happened and so like because that's like a neurological thing there was this neurologist doctor who was checking in on me mm-hmm. and they did they do another scan or something i can't remember um but there was a point where my best friend had flown over from the uk mm-hmm. to be with me and she was just like in the hospital by my side every fucking day mm. um and, and you know like she's she is my person like 100 percent there's nothing i mean she was like helping me sh- he was like she was like undressing me and showering me naked and you did know, you say like, helping you shit no shower oh, okay i was you didn't finish the word i was like did no, you no, no, did you no. wipe your <laughs> no i was kate i could i was i was able to wipe myself Why did that <laughs> not to me? brag yeah. <laughs> a friend that helps you go to the toilet oh my wow, god that's the dream that's the, yeah uh, <laughs> oh but that's so lovely that you had yeah that's yeah. yeah but you know like she she has seen me at my very worst there's nothing that i wouldn't tell her and there was this moment where the neurologist came in and he was like oh yeah we got your latest results back and i was like okay cool and uh, and he turns to my friend and he's like, uh, I'm going to need you to leave the room for this. And so I was just, and I, like, I'm not good at sticking up for myself. I'm not good at advocating for myself. Mm. Uh, probably another reason why she shouldn't have left. But like, I didn't feel like I was able to be like, no, she's, no, my family. she's fucking staying. Yeah. Don't make her leave. Uh, and, you know, and I, you know, the Stanley Milgram thing, like people in a white coat. He was a, a psychologist who ran a bunch of very unethical experiments in oh. like the early 19... Uh, Stanley Milgram? Stanley Milgram, yeah. Uh, what sort of unethical experiments? 
Uh, I mean, some of them were not so bad. Like some of them were just like he would he would get people to stand in like a busy area and just like stare at the sky and see like what the number of people necessary to stare at the sky was before other people would stop and be like, what are you looking at? Um, Which is fine. But then there was also stuff where like, did he uh, like he's dead. So I guess. It doesn't matter if I slander him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, I like I forget whether these are the exact details. And he was a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to any uh, any family of Stanley Milgram if I'm getting the details wrong. Uh, but um, I think there was one where he he had someone like it was a lot of it was around like um, authority and how like authority figures can coerce people into doing awful shit. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it may have been inspired by sort of wanting to understand how shit in the 1930s and forties mm-hmm. was able to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think there was one where he like sat people in a room and, and there was like a little, a little bo- electric charge, ostensibly an electric charge box in the room. Mm-hmm. And he would have like, uh, you know, like scientists in white coats come in and be like, okay, um, there's a person in the room next door connected to this electric charge. I'm going to need you to turn it up to one and then turn up to two. And like, and you can like hear screams and getting increasingly more. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think there was something where he made people kill rats. Which, mm-hmm. as a former rat mum, I find very mm. traumatic. But yeah, he just, like it was all all so experiments. Like the psychology thing of like people will accept a task from someone with authority. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, and so, and uh, so, like, dude in white coat comes in, in and is like, "You got to leave now." And yeah. I'm like, "Who, Emily? I guess you got to leave." Yeah, get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, I was so scared. She leaves the room, and he goes, "Yep, everything's fine." <laughs> What a power tripping dick, man. What I the know. fuck? Like he couldn't tell you that in front of your mate. I know. Jesus. So, pretty yeah. funny joke though, maybe. He was just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe he missed his calling. <laughs> and then like sprays confetti in the room. Like, Alright, and then he leaves. Yeah. I um that's funny. That's that's so unnecessary. <laughs> um, it just reminds me weirdly um, on N26, the app now, when you finally pay off a set of installment, um, like if you have a payment broken down to installments, mm-hmm. when you f- make your final payment, it comes up with a little box that says you finally paid off your N26 installment plan um, and it's got a button celebrate. And so you press the button and it sprays confetti over the screen and you can do it as many times as you want to celebrate paying off your loan. <laughs> Wow. I love it. Okay. I just want to do a shout out to N26. Who the fuck developed that as an option? Because how else do you celebrate paying off an installment plan? You don't. And so you can't congratulate yourself for having completed something. The yeah. celebrate button, amazing. So Fair let's. Play. I'm pressing the celebrate button on you being okay. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Again, again, again. Lots yeah, of confetti. On. Lots of confetti. Um, and the and this is the last the last hilarious example of German bedside manner. And I've probably like I did it. I used to do a bit about this. I don't know whether you ever Maybe. saw it. Um, it needed a lot of work, and I never got around to doing the work. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> One of but, those. Yeah. But essentially, the uh, the the doctor who came to discharge me, who was also, for what it's worth, the. <sighs> Do you want some sedative, doctor? Mm-hmm. Um, he comes into the room. He's like, okay, your blood results are looking much better. You know, it's like a couple of days in a row that that everything had been just randomly trending up. Wow. And he was like, so we're going to let you go home. And I said, okay, um, 
what like what lifestyle changes do I need to make? Like, what should I do to to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And he yeah. was like, well, we don't know what caused it, so we can't really give you any specific advice. And he was like, but generally with like liver stuff, uh, you want to like stop taking paracetamol, reduce your salt intake, mm -hmm. avoid any artificial colors and flavors. And I was like, oh, and I guess quit drinking. And he went, well, I mean, hold on. <laughs> German culture, fuck. It was like, I mean, you may as well be dead if you can't drink. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> like alcohol is probably the worst thing for the liver, no? Yeah, absolutely. That's wild. Who are the, who's paying their salary? Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Okay, and so how long were you in hospital for in total? Uh, I think it was like eight days. Okay, and then you came out and then everything was hunky-dory or then it... Pfft. Yeah, I mean, I've had like a Shit. few blood tests specifically looking at liver enzymes since and always been fine. That's so. crazy. So maybe yeah. it was some kind of virus that attacked your thing and fucked with your liver and then it all just... Yeah. Okay. I mean, the liver is notoriously good at repairing itself. Right? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess it has to be. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the organ that we all abuse the most. Yeah, right. Mm. Thank fuck. Yeah, fuck. Mm. Um, okay, so that was, but then you did end up, sorry, you did end sorry. up getting COVID. No, no. Um, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> hitting your leg. Uh, you did end up getting COVID. When did you get COVID? Uh, I got COVID. Officially. <laughs> officially, yeah. Uh, in, I guess it was, yeah, March last year. That was March 2022. Oh. That was my first time getting COVID. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Mine was, I guess, January 2022. Oh, wow. That was pretty fucking late. Yeah, hold on. I'm just, I'm just trying to recap here. Uh, 2022. This year, 2022. It was like last year. Last year, 2022. So that was like 18 months ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, because 2021, it was 2020, and then there was 2021, and then it was, yeah, the January. January of 20, just okay. when bars kind of reopened and we, we were able to celebrate New Year's Eve. I got it like right up. Like I got it when everyone got it at Space Medusa and everything. Oh, uh, okay. New Year's Eve, yeah. 2021, 2022. Because, uh, yeah, for me, like, I mean, because you, you were still doing lots of shows. Oh, as I, much as... I did as many as, but yeah, I was yeah, doing cause I, I mean, I didn't. so many shows. Like yes. I, I got out of hospital in November 2019 and I was like, I'm going to seize the day. I'm going to live my life to the... F oh, shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, and, and because of what I'd just been through... I was considered high risk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, yeah. nobody saw me for like a year and a yeah, half. Yeah. Or that was, yeah. Whereas I, I was in sort of high risk dynamic. Like my, my work was high risk. Like I worked with children oh, yeah. who were the children of doctors and nurses. So mm. I should have been as careful as possible, but, <laughs> but you weren't, but I, <laughs> well, I was, but like, you know, you gotta, like, how much are you going to shelter yourself? You know, like how, and so I took all the, you know, governmentally uh, mandated recommendations and, uh, and did all the things, but I still, I, you know, I did all the shows, you know, making yeah. sure I got tested when that started becoming po possible, wearing masks, all of that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I was doing as much. I was, I was exposing myself probably to like one of the highest numbers of people in Berlin, probably. Um, and yet you still didn't catch it until the beginning of 2022, which makes me really fucking angry at how careful, like I missed 18 months yeah. of, uh, of like progressing my career. Yep. And I traveled to Italy. I uh, I was in Spain at the start of 2021 doing comedy mm. when we could do it there. I like so I traveled. I was in a kindergarten with no no social distancing with children. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And children who were the children of doctors and nurses at a hospital. 
that oh, was... Oh, right, of course, because it was only essential workers, children uh-huh. that were... Oh, fucking hell, yeah. yeah. So I was exposed to them who were, you know, we had COVID go through the kindergarten multiple times. And you didn't catch it. I didn't get it once. I even, I was even one of the were first people to get... Were you masked up? Um, At no, work? No, uh-huh. not necessarily. Like lo- lots of times when not, not wearing masks. Oh, like yeah. masks when we had to. Yeah. And then the, lots of changes in the rules and then not wearing masks and then... Also, the kids weren't wearing masks, so yeah. they'd be and they'd be all over you. We're talking saliva, oh, God, breath, yeah. all the things. Ugh. So I and I, and then I um I also worked at like a, a co working space during in like twenty twenty one as well, the start of twenty twenty one. So like lots of people, yes, wearing a mask, but still lots of contact with mm. people. Catching public transport the con- yeah. the whole time, um and then and then doing all the shows I could in between, like all the shows that were possible when things were open. So I was I was extremely uh, exposed. Yeah, that's God. isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. So it was really just the, that that New Year's Eve, and uh, I think it was like all the bartenders at Space Medusa got it. Uh, most of the comedians that were there, all the people that I was hanging out with, we all got it. But that said, two days before I got really sick, I did a podcast episode with Sid Singh in this apartment, same same distance apart, like two hours close contact with each other. I didn't give it to him. You know what? I, the, on the, when was it? Let me think about this. And I also did three shows that night and the night before. Like when I had COVID, I was still doing, I didn't know that I had COVID. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, so I, I caught it um, at Vibali, like a fucking idiot. Um, I didn't know that was even open at any point of the pandemic. Yeah, but this was last year. Oh, Okay. This was, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, true. March. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. March 2022. Yeah. Um, I went, yeah, I went, and actually that was, I think that was maybe the, was that like the, th- no, that was the first time I'd been, was it the first time? I can't remember. Anyway, um, I, I was, it, I was at Vibali. I was in a sauna and this, this guy sitting the opposite, on the opposite side of the sauna went like and i remember thinking like oh i just caught covid (laughs) and you fucking did and that was that so that was the thursday the sunday i hosted a show at das gift Mm -hmm. and i had like pascal uh um is it daniel nathan 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 Daniels Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh and who god who else like a whole bunch of other comedians who not only was I sitting around I were all sitting around that little booth outside Mm -hmm. the 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 room Mm -hmm. um and I'd brought like bags of sweets and we were all like eating from the same bags of sweets yeah and that was the Sunday night Monday I literally I, I assumed that I was on the rug in my living room playing with Leia because all I remember is waking up face down on this rug and being like oh that's uh, that's a bit weird I guess I should take a COVID test and it was the fuck like I've never seen such a like dark red and it happened instantly like the second my saliva touched the line it was like red um so like and and I, I reached out to everyone that I'd seen the previous night and none of them caught COVID. 
It's a funny one. It's really funny. Like sometimes everyone gets it and sometimes like people just skive, manage to skive out of it, whatever. Yeah. I, um, and then how long, like, cause then you said you had long COVID. So like you, yeah. Cause like not that didn't happen. I don't know anybody that got long COVID. I mean, so I, I for sure didn't have it as, but like I have one friend who still has it and he's, I think on like two and a half years now and what? he hasn't been able to work and yeah he like because the fatigue is a lot after normal covid but like like mm, what does it mean like it's not it's not just fatigue it's also for him it's like really like intense fatigue like he if he has to walk like a hundred meters it it wears him out and he has to do it slowly and he's like 28 and he used to be like a an avid runner he's like a really really fit guy um jesus yeah and and i think and the brain fog as well like I'll have conversations with him with him where I can I can see how frustrated he's getting that like his brain like he just can't he just doesn't have like the mental speed that mm-hmm. he had 3 years ago and and yeah and it's it, very upsetting for him obviously and for you know people who care about him um is there any any like there's no ideas of what can happen so for interestingly for me i like and like i say i didn't have it anywhere near that bad i i considering that i you know i used to work in the fitness industry like i've you know like i've run a marathon i you know like i'm a generally speaking historically a very very physically fit person you know like before i caught covid i was probably at the fittest that i had ever been i think my resting heart rate was around like 50 at that mm-hmm. point which is that's pretty fucking low yeah yeah um and after covid it i would have like i live on the second floor of my building and i would always have to stop halfway wow. to catch my breath really shit that's fucked yeah um and again and the brain fog like i honestly it, it was it was probably like a year or so yeah about a year that i had it and in that time i forgot what it was like to be able to like string multiple thoughts together consecutively and then a friend of mine reached out to me and she'd had really like i mean she'd had pretty bad long COVID to the point where she sort of she didn't feel she could pick up her son um i mean he's 27 but no i'm kidding like, he's, <laughs> he's a toddler <laughs> he's, he's, he's a toddler i mean he's a big toddler um the the like the, the sperm donor they used was like six foot four or something oh, and wow. they're both like tiny tiny women uh-huh. um, and they're like yeah it's fine he'll be able to get things off the shelf for us when we're like <laughs> Cute. but she couldn't pick up her son anymore yeah Fuck, she she was really having like a very very hard time um, and then she read this research paper where they'd given a, I think it was like four people. So like not, um, not, not like a, a huge case study. No, but yeah. they'd given these people with long COVID nicotine patches uh-huh. for a week. Uh-huh. And then the people came off the nicotine patches uh-huh. and... I'm pretty sure literally every, all four people in the study um, saw massive improvements that's crazy shit have you done ayahuasca by the way no okay because i just found out um i was talking 
in quite uh, intense detail uh, with two friends who have done it. And apparently part of the process is you, you drink the stuff, but there's also this tobacco that you put mm. in your nose. I forget what it's called, but it's this little these little things of tobacco that you put up your nose and then you inhale. Snoot? Yeah, maybe it's like snoot. I don't know. It's very intense. It kind of burns your nostril. But it, uh, And I was asking like what the – no, no, it's not like a – Oh, it's not the ones that you stick not in, in your mouth. Okay, it's no, like, no, like it's, a powder. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure, but you it's you put it in your nose and then you inhale and uh and apparently one of my one of the two friends was like I was quite um like not obsessed but like I was doing it every day. And this is a specific thing in the ayahuasca ritual. And uh and it's very very strong tobacco and so the other friend who did it, he um when he first did it, he was like, "Oh, that's interesting." He asked for more from the the ritual guide person mm-hmm. and then he did it and then it made him throw up profusely yeah. and like made him really really sick the ayahuasca didn't make him throw up which was weird interesting but this other person who was like obsessed with it he was doing it every day and it was part of like this meditation process for him where he would inhale this tobacco and i was like but why would you do it he's like well how does it feel he's like well it feels very sharp in your nose i'm like then why were you doing it he's like no no but it makes you like it makes you very aware of all the feeling all parts of your body and mm. it kind of like goes through you and it's this very intense awareness of all parts of your body and feeling and like this kind of clarity. I was like, oh, that does sound very interesting. So I wonder how much, yeah, that could connect through to this sort of taking yeah. nicotine to clar- to get clarity through the fog. Yeah, I mean, nicotine is the, is the active ingredient in tobacco. So mm. like, yeah, I, I would imagine... Uh, the yeah. two are very connected um and but i like i do want because i've never i mean i've ha- i'll have like i've had like the occasional cigarette mm-hmm. here and there when i've been drunk at a party or whatever but i've never been a smoker uh so for me you, like and, and a lot of people i know who've also tried this um i suppose this- like what have you got to lose like yes it's a case study of four people but why not just chuck a pat- patch on for a week exactly yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know i it was like the seven milligram which is like the, the lowest. sort of lowest mm-hmm. dose um and yeah i did that for it's a week like one light cigarette yeah exactly yeah. like it's that that is not gonna do me any harm absolutely not and but within i don't know within a few hours on the first day i was like Okay, all right, let's get some shit done. Let's be productive. Wow. And sure, but mm. nicotine is a stimulant. Absolutely. So there was part of me that was like, this is cool. I wonder if I'll just have a really productive week and then go back to yeah. where I was before. Like, will this create a dependency? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, that's, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life wearing nicotine patches. So that would be fucking useless. Although, um, if it works. <laughs> It's not like you're fucking your lungs up. You just you just have a dependency on a drug. Like of all drugs yeah. to be dependent on, a nicotine patch is probably the it's, the best possible option. It's not yeah, like it's it's not too bad. But I'm very thankful to say <clears throat> that when when the when the week was over and I came off the nicotine patches, I I maintained most of the progress that I'd made during the week. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's crazy shit. Yeah. And what's even crazier and paints me in a very stupid light is that some, like a couple of months later, like I, I would say I was sort of like mm, 70 to 80% back to, to where I was previously, but there was still something missing. And then I suddenly, like, I don't even remember what it was that 
that triggered it for me. But I suddenly remembered that as a teenager, I had had very severe anemia and that I'd been on iron pills for a very long period throughout my childhood. Interesting. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I'm still anemic. And I started taking iron tablets and within a few days, I was just like, like a like a fucking collie, like a border collie that hasn't been taken for a walk yet. And I was waking up in the morning like, let's go to the fucking gym. Ah! That's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. That is so cool. And that's... Nicotine and iron tablets, guys. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I like, and I'm, you know, like, like I said to you earlier, like I got up this morning, I was like, I'm going to the fucking gym. Like I'm, I'm so, and when I don't want like the, the two and the week and a half that I was in, in France and uh, in Paris and Brussels and Luxembourg, I wasn't working out and, uh, you know, I was walking a lot, but mm-hmm. like I wasn't doing anything intense Yeah, and I was eating fucking garbage obviously oh, going on tour you know, <laughs> i like i yeah i'm like i feel like as soon as i step off the first like leg of trains mm-hmm. i've already put on like three kilos like, that's how i feel i'm like i've just eaten garbage all morning yeah. and i know i'm gonna continue that for the next 12 hours and yeah. until i come home like it's just but i do you go with really good intentions no okay i go with the intention of like i'm traveling so i'm gonna enjoy every local bit of whatever the fuck i want to put in my mouth and i'm gonna and also like traveling on trains i just always want to have something i can eat in my bag like i because you don't know i've you know you have those trips where you're like you're like oh there'll be there'll be food at the next place or there'll be food on that train and then you're like fuck no it's a regional train and oh no fuck i've got to run to the next train and oh no fuck that got delayed and shit now it's 2 a.m and i've only got vending machine food you know yeah i've had that too many times that i'm like i you know i'll always have something something nibble on and it's always like Mm -hmm. if i'm traveling i'm I'm gonna order i'm all gonna buy exactly i'm not I'm done. I'm too old to buy things that are sort of a healthy compromise. Like I will yeah. buy what looks the best that I'm excited to put in my body. Yeah. that's yeah. And that's probably a much healthier approach. I, on the other hand, I'm no, like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I mean, part, so part of the issue for me is not, it's not even necessarily like a, no, I don't want to have too many calories. It's the, because, it's the right voice for that. That's the, yeah, that yeah, the right yeah. Voice. That's totally yeah. the right voice for that. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> It's because in my day-to-day life, I eat a very healthy diet. I I don't have a lot of fat in my diet. Um, and just because like when I'm training, like the fuel that you put into your body it dictates how much energy you have to train and how mm-hmm. like how I being being very like healthy has always been a big part of my life. And mm-hmm. having gone through that year of hell with long COVID, I'm very protective of that. Yeah. And and as a consequence of that, my body is just not used to junk food. And mm. I don't know whether it's like a friend of mine think seems to think that maybe I've got like gallstones and when mm. I eat too much or like it's a uh, uh what's the what's the other what's the organ that um pancreas or like some like pancreatic thing. Okay. But essentially like when I eat multiple, like I can have a blowout junk food meal and then go back to my like normal healthy food. Mm. But if I have multiple, like Christ, when I went back to the UK last month, uh, which is always like an anxiety causing um, situation. Is t- typically anxiety, yeah. 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 Um, and 
sometimes like I flip between when I'm in like stressful situations, either I completely lose my appetite and I just don't eat anything mm-hmm. or I'm like, give me all the chips. Yeah. And on this occasion, it was very much a chip situation. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a day when I had uh, and like also, you know, like when you know, when you go back, you probably do this when you go back to Australia. You're mm. like, I want Tam Tams, Tim Tams, Tim Tams, Tim Tams. Yeah. yeah. Like you want you want to go and have like all the, the things, things you can only have when you're back home, you know, like the things that you don't get in Germany, the things that you. Yeah, of course. Exactly. And yeah. so this there was this day when my mom and I went up to this really beautiful spot close to where we live to walk the dogs and there was an ice cream van up there. And so I got this like massive fuck off like mr better than a mr whippy like high quality like um, yeah soft Mm -hmm. serve yeah um with a flake and rolled in crumbled up biscotti like oh so good so i had that for breakfast uh (laughs) that's that is the correct thing you know when you're traveling like you've got to have these comfort things like sure ah, that's the joy of it yeah and then i went out for lunch with a friend and we went to this um amazing mexican restaurant in brighton called uh la choza if you're any listeners in brighton uh, i mean everyone in brighton knows Knows la La choza anyone who's ever visiting brighton go to fucking la choza Mm -hmm. and also the the staff in there the people that work in there are just so passionate about the food that they're Mm -hmm. serving and so friendly and Mm -hmm. we had like really nice banter with um with the waitress uh but yeah and we had we had um, banter what, what, what Germany doesn't know how to do. Oh my God. I miss being in Edinburgh, man. I just fucking miss banter so much coming yeah. back to Germany. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, are they, is it taquitos? The like. Mm, like the, the, the crispy. Yeah. Rolled I think up. It, yeah. 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 Like Taqu- fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that we, we had those. Uh, and I had this like really like creamy, spicy, but like it, it was, it was a, a, um, uh, salsa with with like almond so it was like oh, it had wow. like a creamy element to it and like very fatty but it was also quite spicy which again like my tum tum um <laughs> and and then we had um ah uh, what are the little the delicious little sticks churros churros yeah we had churros for dessert and uh and then that evening i was like oh we should get fish and chips mum absolutely <laughs> But yes, you had like, I, yeah. Sure. But then I woke up the following day and I had this like, it was like someone had punched me in the stomach, like right mm. there between your rib cage. Like it, and that lasted me the whole day. I felt I was just in so Ooh. much pain. And this is what happens. If I had multiple yeah, yeah, delicious yeah. meals in a row, I end up suffering. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I was vegetarian for like 12 years and vegan for two of those. And I, um, I've just started reintegrating. No, I haven't just started. The last few years I've been eating meat again, but like beef has become more of a regular thing for me. And uh, to the point where now I, I crave it sometimes, like I'll crave a beef burger and which is crazy because I fucking hated it for, yeah, like when I came back to eating meat. Um, but it does like it's it's very heavy. For, it's very hard for my body to process. Mm, Beef yeah. is very like like red meat is very in, like it's a lot on my body. And yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah. So and I also have this feeling afterwards and it can go into the next day where it's just like my body is struggling. Yeah. But um, but you know, arteries just oh. getting clogged as shit. But my philosophy is definitely like 
eat what gives you joy like obviously yeah. and things that hurt your body don't give you joy right yeah. so it's like yeah it's it's a balance of those two things but yeah um, i mean don't get me wrong like i will absolutely have like a, a delicious blowout meal yeah and 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 that's like but for me it just it has to be that has to be a balance between like a, a a delicious whatever the fuck I want meal and then like three or four sensible meals yes. before I have uh, the next yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah I I, I tend to do like two meals or like one meal in the day that's like horrific and then a snack and then the next day it'll be like one like just I'll just eat less but like <laughs> yeah and I, I mean I guess <laughs> I maybe kind of managed that in Paris a bit i'm trying to think definitely how i was living in edinburgh it was i like, had a burger every day in paris i remember that oh wow that's yeah. cool i yeah i mm, paris i'm i had i had okay food in belgium um in brussels but I, it was very sweet the person i was staying with is vegetarian so all the recommendations were like vegetarian places <laughs> nice. so i did have good vegetarian food when i was there but it was like hmm. also i feel i just need to draw attention to the fact that i just said that i had a burger every, every day. day in paris in pa- like i went to paris and i was like i'll just take a like, like, like where <laughs> were you eating burgers like what i mean just restaurants everywhere like just they do do burgers don't they yeah mm, and and it was but it was like it was a convenient like there was some you know if i was finishing a show and it was like midnight yeah and keep in mind that the neighborhood that i was staying until uh until another wonderful comedian very sweet comedian Tariq, uh um generously saved me from the place that i was oh, but i was staying in your accommodation was uh, horrific yeah yeah this terrifying neighborhood in a room that was i i did the maths the other day i think it was like 3.4 square meters jesus that's so insane yeah it's so insane but the area that you were staying in had burgers is that no the area like uh, the area that i was staying in was like a really fucking long way from where all the shows in Paris are. Mm-hmm. So when I'd finish a show, I'd be like, well, I just I just need the fastest thing yeah. so that I can just get back to this nightmarish hellhole yeah, before, nice. like, because cause, uh, another comedian in, um, in Paris, Mehdi, had asked me like, oh, what neighborhood are you staying in? And I'm not gonna throw shade on the neighborhood by explicitly saying, but when I told him, he was like, Ooh, don't go back there late at night. And I was like, dude, you know I'm here to do comedy. Like, like <laughs> I'm only gonna be yeah. walking around at night, dude. Like, oh god, I actually had um, a comedian last night saw my bike helmet. Um, it was quite funny last night. I did uh, I did three shows. After the last show, I was like, I'll oh, see you guys. I'm gonna go get food. Bye bye. And um, ended up going to Emran, and I was sitting there eating, and then I hear this voice of. Um, one of the comedians that was at the show, I turned around and I was like, oh, hey. And then um, and then she's talking to someone behind me and then I turn around and Mihai is eating exactly right behind me. Like we're like, oh, I got oh a train God. just randomly didn't know each of us were there. And um, but then uh, this comedian, she saw my helmet and she was like, I have this like gold sparkling helmet. Yeah. And uh, I bought it because I was like, I'm going to invest big in this helmet so i absolutely wear it right Mm -hmm. like like if i spend 70 euro on this helmet there's no way i'm not gonna wear it Mm -hmm. it's a commitment to the and i'm gonna like it and i'm gonna look after it i'm not gonna leave it attached to my bike and she was like wow that's a very high profile bike helmet and i'm like what do you mean and she's like oh well you know like like it'll draw attention to you i'm like well i think it's more what you want and she was like, but wouldn't that make you nervous riding home alone? I'm like, like don't, if you ride home alone, I'm like, I'm always riding home alone. And like, 
and it's also like, dude, like, of course I want, I want motorists to be able to see yeah. it. Like, like the thing is like, I might be wearing dark stuff. There might be lights, but like the more visibility I have, mm-hmm. the better. And her thought was, you're going to get raped. And it's like, Jesus, fuck man. Like if I'm on a bike, like, you know, I have been followed home recently once for the very first time in my life on my bike. And so for that reason, I don't ride through the parkland, parklands anymore. Was the person on a bike as yeah. well? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't have lights on, but I noticed Oof. that they followed me. And then um, I, yeah, yeah. It was very scary. But um, but because of that, I don't ride. I will avoid any kind of secluded parklands at night now, which is mm, good. Yeah. I know that sounds obvious, but like I just not had any issues for years. Well, and also ever. I think if you, like I would, de- because I always have Leia with me, um, or most of the time, like I, uh, there's never a, a, I have a very protective guard dog who yes. will like rip a person to shit if they try and do anything to me. Yes. Love you, baby. Um, she's good. <laughs> yeah, she's a good puppy. Um, but also like, I, I'm re- I mean, she can run alongside my bike. She will do that. Yeah. Uh, and I do have a trailer for the bike, which she fucking hates, yeah. but I'm generally not on a bike on my own mm-hmm. late at night but i think if i were i don't necessarily like because you're on a bike you feel safer totally you you know like you can speed off you can you know like it, how many how many attackers are on a bike right now the thing is when this guy <laughs> did start riding after me i was thinking about this last uh, last night as i was riding like i have never ever ridden so fast in my life to the point where like last night I was riding around Berlin very fast because I just I didn't realize how much I needed the cardio for my mental health all of a sudden I was like oh I've needed this and it was a like it's a big ride from my place to Mitte like I think it's a solid I don't know I think it's a solid like 15 plus kilometers like I think it's like 10. yeah you live in the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> like <laughs> I'm a little bit far away from the center um but it's like faster. I'm outside the ring but you're like Outside, you're practically in Brandenburg. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I am. I'm two stops outside of the ring. But I. Um, but what was I thinking? I. Uh, it's much faster for one to ride a bike to many of the places in Berlin than the public transport. Yeah. So for me to get public transport to um, Zosh, the bar in Mitte last night, it would have taken me 50 minutes. But to ride, it's like 35. Mm. And if you ride fucking fast, and so last night I was just like, and I was riding really fast, and I was really enjoying it, very safely, obeying the signals, and like wearing my helmet. But it made me, I was like, wow, like my heart's racing, and it's nice, and I'm feeling good, and it reminded me when I had ridden away from this guy that may or may not have been continuing to follow me, and how I was riding, like the difference from like riding fast versus riding as fast as you fucking can, and what that does to your body. It's like it's not just the adrenaline of pumping your like pumping your body to its full potential but it's pumping it to its it's out of the fear as well and just it took my body like an hour to calm down once i got home from that like oh yeah i mean every every like weird close call that i've ever had has are you are you are you still like are you remembering it every once in a while now and like having oh yeah 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 like as soon as I see like a slightly creepy guy on a bike I'm like huh but I just like I just feel a lot safer um riding on a main street because at least there's like there's residences right there riding through that parkland it's uh it's a solid sort of 10 meters before you're close to any kind of 
residence mm. on either side and like one whole side is just a creek and then more parkland parklands and then yeah the other side it's like you'd have to really fucking shout and be lucky for anyone to hear you so i'm only yeah. riding on and no passing traffic yeah so that's the that's the thing um but yeah just yeah like maybe it's not the nicest thing to finish on but i am curious <laughs> i am curious what kind of uh bad incidents you've had because someone was asking me this the other day like yeah, yeah, my, my, my person was asking me, um, he was like, have you ever been followed or whatever? And I, like, I was like, aside from the bike one, I, there were a few instances where guys would follow me. And it was usually, weirdly enough, the lesson I took from it was usually when I was listening back to comedy sets on, from my phone yeah. and I was super engaged and listening that dudes would come up and start talking to me or follow me or keep talking to me. To the point where my rule is I will not listen to comedy sets when I'm out in public because mm. somehow I don't know what it is. You look distracted. I look very distracted yeah. and really engaged with it. So, yeah. um, And so the worst has been just like people walking alongside me and talking to me and me then taking out my earphones and being like, fuck off, you know. Um, yeah. But And then that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, have you had oh, instances? Sh- what? Yeah, loads. I mean, uh, actually since, since having Leia... It has happened less. I think people, you know, like this is a really fucking dark thing to say. Uh, But you know, like, you know, that whole thing that they say about like, if you don't want to be mugged, you just have to make yourself not the easiest target. Like, look assertive. If you don't want to be fucked with on the street, look assertive. Yeah. Or even even like with pickpocketing Mm. or, you know, like whatever, like. I was always told like just you know don't don't hang your bag over the back of your chair in a in a cafe or whatever like just make sure that there is somebody else who is an easier target than you and unfortunately I think that that is also true of like sexual harassment like if you're walking with like she's not a huge dog but she's big enough that like you know she's you, not gonna make it easy no she's no. it's like it's not exactly it's not gonna be the easiest option um and so I do feel like she, and also if if random people approach me when we're walking on the street, she gets very, she will bark at them and she will snarl at them. Oh, and that's I'm just so like, great. My baby, she's oh, got my that's back. that's the best. Um, yeah, I love her. Uh, but I guess it was maybe like last year, I was walking in the park close to my house with her and it was like a fucking, I don't know, Saturday mid-morning maybe 11 o'clock or something and there was some really sketchy looking dude Mm -hmm. who like started walking towards me from the other side of the park Mm -hmm. and but you know like i'm i (laughs) (laughs) i never want to assume the worst of people like maybe he's looking for maybe he's asking for directions maybe he needs to know the time like Mm -hmm. i don't know all these things would be solved by having a phone on you but like you know like (laughs) Yes, but like modern maybe it's age. Out of battery. I don't there's know. Very like, few reasons why a fucking stranger needs to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the um, number of times a dude will start t- talking to me, and I'll just be like, mm. like I'll just shake my head and be like, nah. Or like, like it, often this happens when I'm wearing uh, earphones, yeah. and I'm just like, nope. Or if I don't have earphones, and someone is like, and I'm walking, and a guy's like, oh, excuse me, I'll be like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need my help. Yeah. And I don't need to help you. Yeah. And if you do need help, find a man find a dude like, that looks like you mate like yeah, there's plenty of them exactly yeah don't fucking approach some random woman with yeah. no one else with her absolutely uh but yeah he came up to me and he said something and like you know the like the thing that they do where like oh so where are you from and you're like i don't want to have a conversation with yes. you like please don't have a conversation with me yes and he just kept on walking alongside me 
and I was heading in the direction of like where a lot of people tend to walk their dogs in this park and I was thinking like eventually I'm gonna I'm gonna run into someone um and then a dude with a dog over the other side of the park saw me and he like gestured to me like do you want me to come over and I was just like yes please like I was just nodding my head and this dude comes over and he's just like oh vigates and uh and the dude and the other guy immediately fucked off and this guy was just like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna cut my walk short and go home now um but like what a fucking hero like what a what good a, like, dude. Yeah. Good dude. Absolutely. Oh, man. I just, yeah. Oh, no, I was. I, I just remembered, like, the worst time. Like, yep. I, oh, man. Um, I realized this is going to. So, uh, years ago, I had a, a friend mm-hmm. who um, was uh, an Israeli friend who, I'd, who I had met while she was studying in the UK. Mm-hmm. And then she moved back to Israel. And I went out to visit her one time. And I was there over Yom Kippur, uh-huh. uh, and she is observant. I'm. I, I said that as this like I'm. I'm very. I'm not an observant Jew. I'm not Jewish at all. Okay. Uh, I know you are half. Like, I, or well, like I'm, technically. I'm some, yeah. I'm t- some, like, <laughs> well, my yeah. I uh, technically I am Jewish from my mother, but it's um, but certainly not practicing, and it's yeah. it's simply through bloodlines. Yeah. 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 But no, she. This friend was very observant, and uh, on Yom Kippur, apparently you can't you can't even have water until there are three stars in the sky right and this was that's like, a cool i like that yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. very uh very like um analog way of, of measuring your your religious holidays i love it uh, yeah i'm into it but this was in this was in fucking jerusalem in like late august okay so it's Took a long time. Insanely hot. Yeah. And yeah, like it's 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 late before yeah. Uh and so my friend, it was like mid thirties, um, and and she was just like, Okay, I'm gonna stay at home with the windows closed and the blinds drawn, trying not to die of dehydration. Mm -hmm. But you go out and have fun. Uh and so I go out just wandering through Jerusalem and the streets are deserted, obviously, because everyone is at home doing the same thing. Yeah. And I start walking along this completely deserted street and this guy in a white sports car pulls up alongside me and um, and he starts saying something to me in Hebrew, I guess. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't understand. And he went, oh, English. Okay, get in. I'll take you where you're going. And I was just like, ah, I'm not going to rape. So like... <laughs> Get in. get <laughs> fucked, mate. Like yeah. seriously, I'll yeah. take you where you're going. What are you doing? Yeah. And and I was and I wasn't like I wasn't going anywhere. I was just going for a fucking walk that yeah. was rapidly becoming very dangerous. Yeah. And I was like, no, thank you. And he was just curb crawling no. alongside me, getting angrier and angrier, like really aggressive, like threatening. And I was just oh walking God. faster and faster and faster. And I turned this corner and there was these two women waiting at a bus stop like a hundred meters ahead of me. And they saw me uh. and this woman that's like stormed down, put her arm around me and went, go away. Fantastic. And, uh, and then the other woman walked down and they like hung out with me for a bit. And after like 10 minutes of them calming me down, they were like, okay, um, we're going to take you back to our hostel now because that car has been turning around and like circling this block 
for the last few minutes. Uh, so we, yeah, we're just going to take you with us. And I was like, okay, Jesus. okay. Uh, and they took me back to their hostel, which was, have you ever been to Jerusalem? Mm-mm. So like, it's pretty old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar, uh, but no, we went to this hostel that is like built into like the limestone or whatever. Like it's okay. built into the rocks. Wow. And it was so fucking beautiful. And it had this like beautiful sun terrace. And there was an ice cream uh, fridge, freezer, whatever. And they bought me an ice cream and and a a fizzy drink and took me upstairs. And I just spent a few hours hanging out, you know. And considering the day started with me almost getting abducted and probably raped and murdered. Like it ended quite nicely. (laughs) I'm so happy that's the ending. It's just like creepy motherfuckers. Like, mm. what are you fucking thinking? Like, I just, I hate that, like, yeah, curb crawling. Yeah. And when people, yeah, like, then, like, often I will be riding my bike and people will, like, slow down and, like, Oof. talk to me. And it's like, yeah, I, um, I, I often rotate between different languages, but I'll often divert, like, I'll often divert. Yeah, default to Italian. Because mm, it's weirdly. probably the one that people are least likely to know. Yeah. And if they can't communicate with you, weirdly, they're like, oh, well, I guess I won't harass this woman because there's a fucking language barrier. Exactly, exactly. Which is so crazy. Which is bizarre. And of all the langu- like of all the people to harass you, like Italians are probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're in it- Italy, you swap to Japanese. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I have actually swapped to Japanese um, when people have been giving me, yeah giving me too much giving me yeah unwanted attention but Mm. um ah, it's super fucked up but i'm just always thankful that nothing shitty is that shitty has happened and uh gotten out of all the situations but it's just yeah it gets uh it's just tiring having to think like and i just yeah just like dudes like just take it into account you know that we have to think about these things and the Mm -hmm. number of times we have to take um evasive action and so if you know, I'm sure anyone who's listening to this is already aware of it, but just like double down on on how you can make uh, women feel safe around yeah. you. I actually, uh, I it's in the very early stages, but I have a bit that I'm working on about this, about the fact that it is a waste of time and energy training men to be secret agents because so many of the skills that they mm-hmm. teach men are things that women have just like learned through like not wanting to get raped. Totally. <laughs> like, like situational awareness, like right? knowing where your exits are. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Oh every my God. woman is like low level already a secret agent. Oh, totally. <laughs> like knowing how to not get your aggressor more angry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All that shit. <laughs> Always so good at that. Yeah. Oh man. Although, yeah, yeah. I've got to be careful though. Sometimes I do get a little bit like, let's fucking provoke this shit. <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. you have your pepper spray on you when you're oh. when you're making? That I'm gonna video? I'm gonna order some. Apparently, if nice. you um yeah, apparently you're allowed it if it's for like in Germany. Wild animals for wild animals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Whenever I'm walking through the streets of Berlin, I'm like, oh, you never know. There might be a bear around here. Right? <laughs> Exactly. No, I might, this is a good reminder. I'm going to order some pepper, yeah. some animal uh, wildlife spray yes. today to have that because it's for all just, those uh, vicious raccoons exa- that walk the streets of. I mean, no, oh, there God. are there are raccoons yeah, yeah. are yeah yeah. Uh, I mean, one, one has never tried to attack me. No, not yet. Yeah, but you never know. Okay? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be prepared for every eventuality. 
<laughs> Sadly, we do. Secret agent women. Um, okay, cool. Let's wrap this up. Um, we are actually doing, uh, if anyone is still listening, we're doing a live podcast recording for Podfest. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. My um, my pod- Is yours in the morning before mine? Yeah. Mine is at 10.45 a.m. The, the prime time spot. <laughs> I still don't know why I got midday. It's like, why am I la- like, why am I not the last one? I need the most sli- Come on. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen me Do like, like early riser? come on you mean like i just won't have gone to bed okay um so your podcast is called the worst the worst and it's actually recorded live every tuesday it is no it we do a live recording every third tuesday of okay. the month okay. oh man i didn't think i'd have to do promo like i'm having i'm having to think um <laughs> yeah we do a live recording every third tuesday of the month at the vagabond taproom in vetting nice uh yeah and then we also do recordings at my house when okay. we, and actually we've got a few we've got a few lined up we're doing uh we're doing one tomorrow uh and then um there's a couple of comedians from paris who are going to be in town oh, over the nice. next couple of months and we're going to do um non-live recordings with them okay. and i am definitely i'm like it's available on all the platforms it's the it's available on spotify and uh the apple podcasty thing i forget where else it's okay. also just available through acast which okay is, through acast yeah yeah nice nice um, yeah so the worst the worst the worst tagline the best podcast about the worst things nice <laughs> and that's you and Necro. Yes. Yes. And your Instagram is? My Instagram is jules.oaks and our Instagram is hotmess.comedy. Hotmess.comedy. All Follow right. On both. Sick. And so, yeah, next Saturday, the 14th of October, live podcast recordings, the worst happening at 1045. Uh, Adults Only Comedy Berlin happening at uh, 12 p.m. And then there is a showcase. There's also the It's Mental podcast with Moni Zhang and her special guest. Uh, my special guest is Patrick Moore, um, which will be fun. We always have good chats. And uh, and then there's going to be a showcase um, from 345 p.m. All of this is happening at Noisy Rooms, um, put together by Podfest Berlin, run by Daniel Stern. And and the showcase is, I think it's just an hour? I don't know. I believe so. Uh, 3.45 to 5 p.m., correct. And you can get bundles, um, uh, like a ticket bundle, 12 euro to see all the podcasts you want, I think, as mm-hmm. well as the, the showcase. And then you can also book to see separate things. So that's that little plug. And we're going to record a little uh, promo video now. Yeah. But yeah, fuck yeah, that's been so much fun. Um, AF Barros, if you don't already follow me, motherfucker. No, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and goodbye. Bye.